Hey everybody, and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. Today we are beginning the brand new book, the book of Titus, which is another one of Paul's pastoral letters. And so he's writing, Paul, writing to a, a man named Titus, and this is pastoral advice. This is guidance on how to think about the church, how to think about the ministry, and really Paul is helping Titus think about different issues as well. And uh, in chapter one, I want to, um, you know, do something maybe a little bit different. What I want to do in chapter one is I want to compare the character of God as revealed really in Paul's opening with the character of mankind, with you and I when we're left to our own devices. And I want to do this because I want this text to ultimately turn our attention, our eyes to the Lord and, and lead us to trust in him. Remember his very character, who he is, and how trustworthy he actually is. And so with that said, let's, uh, let's open up the text and, oh, I gave you a, a preview. Uh, let's open up the text to, to Titus chapter 1. Jump right in at verse 1. We're going to look at verses 1 through 3, and then we're going to go down to verse 10. And so here's, what, here's where the, the letter begins. It says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of, Christ, or of Jesus Christ, for the sake of the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth, which accords with godliness. And so Paul is writing, and he's writing for the sake of God's people, so that they will know the truth, which matches or it accords with godliness. Now, look, here's what I want you to see. It says, in hope of eternal life, which God, here it is, who never lies. See, what I want you to see right now at the very outset is is the character of God. God is a God who never lies. You realize there's never been a moment in, in all of history where God has been false, where God has lied. And then it continues. It says, this, this hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, he promised before the ages began and at the proper time manifested in his word through the preaching with which I have been entrusted by the command of God our Savior. Now listen, we yesterday talked about the value of preaching, preaching the word. So this truth, this promise, this promise has been preached. It's been preached by Paul, an apostle, but he's preaching this message of eternal life, this message that finds its source in the God who never lies. Now, where the text goes is, is in time, Paul is going to transition into speaking about an elder, and he's going to talk about how an elder or a leader in the church is someone who, who they teach sound doctrine, and they're able to rebuke what is false doctrine. But where I want us to go is I want us to see verse 10. This is in contrast with an elder who teaches what is true about God. And it says, For there are many who are insubordinate. They're, they're unwilling to submit themselves to biblical leadership, unwilling to submit themselves to God and to God's word. It says they're empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision party. Now, this isn't like a party like, hey, let's go to a party. Someone's having a birthday. No, this is a group of people, the circumcision. And this would be those who taught that there, were, there was more to salvation than faith alone. That there were physical things that someone had to do. So if someone was a Gentile, they had to convert to Judaism. They had to be circumcised in order to be saved. This is heretical. This is, this is anti-gospel. Verse 11 says, they must be silenced. 
since they are upsetting whole families by teaching for shameful gain what they ought not to teach. Listen, there are whole families. There are there are whole congregations that they would call themselves churches, but they are adding to the gospel. They're saying, you must do this. Jesus gets you so far, but you must do this. They're ruining people's lives. They're ruining people's faith. Every works-based religion falls into this category. Whether it's Roman Catholicism or Mormonism or Jehovah Witnesses, um, Seventh-day Adventism, all of these works-based, they, they say we have Jesus and then we want to add these things. And look at the result. They upset whole families. They're teaching for shameful gain what they ought not teach. And then look at verse 12. Here's the real contrast. One of the Cretans, uh, a prophet in their own, said, Cretans, they are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. Now, here's the contrast. I think we could say this about anyone in humanity. Paul is quoting one of the, the prophets from the island where, where Titus is pastoring. And he's saying, listen, they say this even about themselves. Look, at, they are all liars, but look at what it said about God earlier. God who never lies. Who never lies. You have God who never lies, and you have humanity who are full of liars. Who do we place our trust in? Uh, this is just a... This is just a call to place our trust in the character of God. This is just a reminder for you and I that we can trust God because of his very character. Even when man fails us, even when mankind fails us, even when it seems like everyone around us betrays us or is a liar, we can trust in God. He never lies. You know, brother or sister in Christ, our ancient way for our modern days is it's a call to have a faith in a big and faithful God. It's a call to remember that even though people have failed you, even though your church at times has hurt you, maybe even a good church has hurt you, is to place our hope and our trust in God who never lies. And he has promised eternal life through his son, Jesus not through our obedience, but through Jesus's perfect obedience and then his sacrificial life, we have this promise that has been given by the God who never lies. I simply want you today, our ancient way for our modern day, it's to trust God, to exult in his character, to, to glorify him because of who he is and what he's done. You can trust him. He never lies. Yes.